Thank you, Stacey. Good morning, Bill. How are you? Good, Nick. How's it going? Good. Um, just wanted to ask you about uh, these second days of these joint practices. Have you seen in the past, you know, maybe improvement from guys from that first day to that second day? And, you know, how much is the importance for you there in terms of evaluating, you know, their improvement from day one to day two joint, joint practices? Yeah, well, I hope so. Um, but, you know, we'll see. Um, look, I hope we all improve. Uh, so that's, that's why we're doing it is to get better every single day. Uh, but I, but I'd say the big thing for today is what we're doing is a lot different than what we did yesterday. So uh, really, all our work today is going to be in the red area. Um, of course, some of the fundamentals are are the same, but there are a lot of things that are different down there, and it all happens in a much more condensed space. Whichever side of the ball you're on, it doesn't matter, offense or defense. Um, again, basic fundamental techniques. A lot of those are the same, but they do change just because of the nature of the plays, the nature of the uh, the space that you're working in and, and how to how to gain leverage, how to uh, maintain it, how to defeat it and so forth. And so it's really um, a little bit of a different game in that area of the field. Uh, we're going to work down there pretty much exclusively today. So, you know, it's not like, well, we ran this play yesterday and we're going to run all these same plays today. That's that's not really that's not really what's going to happen today. Um, there'll be a few repeats, but. Again, the game's just, it's just a lot different down there. So, um, but, but it's a great opportunity for us to work on that. We'll get a lot of snaps in the red area, probably as many as we would in, you know, a couple normal weeks of practice uh, against, again, a, a different team with different players and a different scheme. So, um, you know, this would be a really valuable learning day, like yesterday was uh, for us as well. So um, that's what we're doing today. Thanks, Bill. Next question, Phil Perry, followed by Mike Giardi. <coughs> Hey, Bill, I have a question about um, how you decide to to work on what you do work on in practice. For instance, yesterday, you know, um, for us getting to watch that hurry up period at the end of practice, it, you know, that's a drive that obviously you could be doing something like that at the end of a half. But if you have to win a game, that, that probably only happens once a game. You know, it's one of many drives in a game. How do you determine how much time you should be spending on that? Because it's obviously an important drive, but you, you might only get you know, 17 of them during the regular season at the most. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, yeah, it makes sense. Sure. Uh, that's, yeah, well, that's the way it is with everything. Um, you know, plays that are critical game winning or changing plays. I mean, you want to make sure that you're good on those. If it's a hands team recovery, you know, if you recover the ball, you win the game. I don't know how many times it's going to come up during the year, but if you recover the ball, you're probably going to win the game. If you don't, then, you know, you're going to have to deal with some other stuff, probably lose or have a good chance to lose. So, you know, I mean, you can't spend a whole practice working on onside kicks, but when it comes up, you know, you got to be able to execute it. So whether it's a two minute drive, an onside kick, a, you know, last punt of the game, whatever it happens to be, um, you know, those, those critical plays, you want to make sure that you can execute them and as well as possible. So how much practice time does that take? Um, more, more than what, you know, what's really the right amount, but because it's such a critical play, you put a little more into it. So the better you do it and the more efficient you are doing it and more confident that you are in your team being able to do whatever those situations and what those individual plays are, then probably the less time you need to work on it once you've shown that you can do it well and then you move on to something else. And and in those potential sort of game-winning drives, I guess, Bill, or those, you know, attempted game-winning drives, 
do you have to, as players, do the players have to get more comfortable with taking risks that they wouldn't otherwise take? And is that a, is that a hard thing to, to get down, especially at the quarterback position? Obviously, they're the guys that are making a lot of the, the decisions back there. Right. Well, every situation is different. There's, there's no two that are the same. There's, they're always, um, you can generalize them and put them into certain categories, but you know, ultimately each one is a little bit different <clears throat> and certainly they're different because of the team you're playing against and what that team does. Um, so whatever offensive plays they run and whoever their, you know, go-to players are and whatever defense that team runs and whatever, type of defensive coverages and blitzes and pass rushes they use and so forth like that all changes. So every one of them is different. Even if you have the exact same situation in terms of time and score and all that, it, it's still different when you put a different defense up there. So um, again, you try to, you know, cover general things and then you try to cover some of the finer points that might only come up, um, you know, on, on a very random or infrequent basis. But if you're able to take advantage of it, it could, it can make the difference for you. So a lot of that's mental. A lot of that's watching those situations and, and talking about them and understand what to do and anticipate there. You only have so many, you know, so many two minute drives and practice. Uh, it's not like, you know, they can do a seven or eight of them in a single practice, you know, so you get what you can out of them. But then there's also, like I said, a mental side to that as well of watching those sequences or, putting yourself through the mental exercise of those sequences and then what to do and what the call would be and what to think about and all that. And, you know, ultimately you want everybody to be on the same page there. And so you don't, you don't have time to tell everybody what to do. Everybody needs to know what to do uh, based on the situation, the time. And then, as you said, the quarterback has a lot of important decisions to make, but so is the defensive signal caller. And, and so are the guys that end up handling the ball, um, whoever the quarterback gives the ball to, most of the time it comes out of his hands. So somebody else gets it, then they have to make decisions with it. So, yeah, it's, but they're all different. There's, they're, they're not the same. There's some general categories, but they're all different. Thanks, Bill. Hey, you're welcome, Phil. Next question, Mike Giardi. I'd ask anyone else to raise your hand if you have a question for Coach Belcher. Bill, when you're evaluating Cam, obviously one of his, his, uh, one of the biggest tools in his toolbox is his ability to, to run the football and be mobile. And, and he's such a big guy, obviously, to, to lower the shoulder if he has to. How do you then evaluate him over the course of this summer, knowing that that really doesn't come up very often? It's obviously not something you want him to do in, in practice or even in joint practices. Yeah, well, it's really true of every player, Mike. So it's, it's really the same. We're not tackling guys, but there's nothing more important on defense than, defense than tackling. Uh, the running backs and the receivers aren't getting tackled and what their ability, uh, their ability to do uh, to handle the ball and make yards after the catch or with the ball in their hands is critical to their position. So, you know, there are a lot of things like that, that you, you can't evaluate. Um, but it, you know, it is what it is. So we, you know, we do what we can do and, and then that's what we have preseason games for and, you know, live practices for, but those are, those are limited opportunities, but they're important ones. And, and if I can follow up, I, I get asked this question a lot, and I think we, we sort of make the notation when we're up in the, in the stand watching Cam working with the ones offensive line basically extensively, and Mac will get a series here or there with them. In your vast history, how difficult is it for someone like Mac to then come in with the one offensive line and make that quick transition, or is that just 
much more simpler than we make it out to be. Well, look, we've told all the players from back in May when we started, um, which is the absolute truth, is not to spend a lot of time worrying about who else is out there with you, worry about what you're doing and try to get it right. And I think that's the most important thing for each and every one of us is if we would focus on what our job is, how to do it well, how to do it better, um, how to improve on it. Um, again, that's all of us, coaches, players, everybody. Like That's really what we're trying to do. And, you know, spend a lot of time worrying about who else is doing something else and who else is out there or not out there or whatever is honestly a total waste of time and energy. And it's not productive. So we don't really worry about it. I think it's a lot more important for the offensive lineman to play with the offensive lineman than it is for the quarterback to play with the offensive line or, and the same thing on defense. It's important for the linebackers to play with the linebackers than it is for the linebackers to play with the secondary or, you know, whatever. I mean, just you can keep going. So the punt team, you know, those guys need to, you know, be ready to work with each other. But at the same time, if somebody else is in there for whatever reason, then again, the most important thing is for them to do their job properly and work with whoever it is next to them. You know, that's that's something they can't control. So we start worrying about all the things we can't control. I'd say it's going to be a long year. Thank you for that. That was a clumsy question. Thank you for handling it. Last question would be Phil Perry. I just want to ask you about um, how you felt about the physicality of, of yesterday's practice. I'm sure from team to team, you know, I don't know, maybe everybody calls, you know, uh, a non tackle to the ground practice, the same thing, but it, maybe it feels different team to team. And when you get two teams together, I'm just wondering how, how you saw it play out yesterday. If you liked the level of physicality between the two teams. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Coach Terry and I talked about that before practice, talked about it after practice. Um, <clears throat> I think the working tempo was good, and uh, I think we all got a lot out of the practice. I think they felt like they did. I know we felt like we did. Um, and it was, you know, very similar. Honestly, it probably as similar as, as we could get to the way we would have practiced, you know, without Philadelphia, um, you know, if we just practiced with ourselves. So, I think that's you know an important part of developing your team is learning how to practice and practicing so that um, you get better, the guy you're working against gets better, both sides of the ball get better. But at the same time, uh, it's it's at a not a full speed level, but it's at a level where we can work and improve and not and, and try to minimize the risk to uh, having a lot of guys on the ground and having piles and you know things like that. And so that's. That's how we practice. It's obvious that's how the Eagles practice. And I thought we had a good, you know, good working practice. And I thought that, you know, Sean and his crew did a good job out there of, you know, identifying uh, infractions and, and making sure that we understand what, what is and isn't permissible. And um, I mean, some of them are obvious, but there's obviously a lot of gray out there. But I thought, you know, it's great to have Sean and his crew uh, there, you know, with the holding calls and the defensive pass and offensive pass penalties <clears throat> and, you know, as well as like some fundamental alignments and things like that. But really, it's the it's the hand to hand, 
you know, close quarters um, fighting, whether that's in pass coverage or pass rush, um, run blocking and so forth that, you know, I thought those guys did a great job of um, identifying those plays for us so that we can learn from them and, and make the, the proper corrections based on what they saw. So it doesn't matter what we think it's, it's the way they see it. And that was, that was helpful as well. So um, yeah, it was good. Sorry, one final question, uh, Mike Reese. Thanks, Stacey. Uh, good morning, Bill. Um, with I, I apologize if you were asked this uh, on Chase Winovich just coming back to practice. Uh, when when Chase is sort of doing what he does best, and what does he bring to the team? Yeah, well, right now, I mean, Chase needs to just you know start to get his rest back on the field and, you know, we'll bring him back. He's, he's rehabbed. He's been cleared to practice. So he's off PUP and, you know, let's take it day by day and, and, uh, you know, work depending on what we're doing that day and so forth, you know, work him into areas that we feel like he's ready for. And obviously he needs, you know, to work in every area because he hasn't done much. So let's try to catch him up the best we can, but, you know, he'll work hard and he'll do what he can and we'll just take it day by day. Thank you, Coach. Thanks, everyone. All right. Great. Thanks.